0: There's so much there. It's like, be prepared for some big new feelings, right? Big, big, new, scary, um, also very exciting feelings, right? Yeah. Start with this topic. When does coming out start? At first, it's maybe not even a conscious thing, but just something inside you that stirs, that feels a bit off, a restlessness you can't put words to. It was about eight years ago now that I first started to come out, and most definitely, I was my biggest hurdle. I read books about coming out and turned my questioning into an intellectual problem. It was something I tried to think my way through. I was in my late 30s, married to a man, and had a young child, so it was a heavy endeavor. It would change other people's lives, too. That's probably why I danced around it for as long as I did. I first told the therapist that I was questioning my sexuality, and then my husband at the time, and I was in that questioning state for many months before I was able to accept the knowledge that was sitting inside me all along. I remember the moment it switched for me. I was standing in my bedroom, staring out the window, but at nothing in particular. It was like that moment at the eye doctor where they try out different lenses on you and ask you, is it this one or this one, to see which lens gives you clearer vision. Well, when I put on a queer lens, lots of moments in my life suddenly made sense. By then, it was a conclusion I didn't fear anymore, and one I could no longer deny. And once I admitted it to myself, it was a piece of knowledge i couldn't unknow so it it sounds like
1: coming out to yourself was a was a big part of your journey
0: yeah i think i i really danced around it for a while because it did have consequences for other people it wasn't just me coming out personally and sort of starting a you know a new dating life and all that It had consequences for other people, for my husband at the time, for my daughter and for the, you know, very established, straight life that I had. So so there was a lot of there's a lot of guilt and feelings like heavy feelings that really made it hard to come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was almost literally like little weights weighing me down in in trying to drag myself to the finish line of of even coming up to myself. And this is something I've noticed is quite common with people who are coming out of marriages or coming out later in life. I've coached some women who have found me from stuff I've written about, like I wrote a Chatelaine piece that a lot of people found me from. and And that was the most common thing was like, the question was, you know, how do, how do you deal with the feelings of guilt and all that? One thing I had to realize you know, in that process, too, was that truly, I know I want to be happy, but also my partner at the time and whoever's dealing with the same circumstance, like, you also ultimately want them to be happy, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be happy in a relationship With someone who can't be in it, who can't give them the love, who can't give them the sex, who can't like it's not it's not good for anyone. It's not good for your children, too. If you're unhappy, then your relationship is also unhappy. You can't give what you want to give as a parent or as a partner. So. Like that bigger picture does, or at least I would hope it would help people to realize that, like, it's not a selfish thing, Mm to come out in that circumstance, it's actually also for the benefit of other people. And and was it like, you know, you're talking about having a family and all these
1: things. Um, you know, this is our, our first episode. Like, can, can, I I know so many beautiful aspects of you, but we've only known each other as, you know, queers in Toronto. Out, True. Out yeah. going to events and like, you know, getting coffee and like seeing comedy shows. And like, we are very much in our, Queer community here. Catch the listeners up. Like, tell tell us a little bit about, like, what led you to even knowing you wanted to come out to these people who were important in your life.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I was just kind of in the narrative. I was in living the straight narrative and all those things that I felt the pressure and I knew was expected of me growing up. I grew up like in a religious household. Eastern European household as well and there was no awareness of queerness no queers in my family that I that I knew of or know of right like and you know the religion played a big part too in internalized homophobia and all those things as well so um, I was very much just you know on the straight assembly line of life where it's like you know you date men you find a a husband you marry him you have a child and it was after I had my daughter that and I don't know if other if other people have experienced this but there was a different relationship I think to my body that happened Mm -hmm. after that and basically I could suddenly feel the walls I had up and like the physical discomfort Mm. around sex, truly. And so that's something that maybe was so normal to me before Mm -hmm. that I didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar, but it was after having my daughter that it was like, whoa, there is, I can feel this resistance in my body uh, that I just had ignored before. And so suddenly it was like, okay, this is something I definitely have to investigate because I can't. It's nothing you can force your way through, you know. So, um, so it was just something I had I had to investigate, and I use the word investigate almost not by accident because, like I've said before, I've I had the tendency to kind of intellectualize my feelings, and you know I was reading all these books to try and, uh, you know, bring bring me through this time in my life. But how many
1: times did you? How many BuzzFeed quizzes did you take?
0: Actually, I don't know, but they did those. I don't know if I did those but it's funny though lots of people ask me if I fell in love with a woman and that's how I knew mm. but it truly was just like a reflective internal what's going on here like I know something's shifted in me but it it ended up coming down to really just having to finally stop and listen to what was going on inside me, which I had probably just tried to dance my way around and ignore. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of inner knowing where, you know, we've, we're in, we have that inner knowing in all sorts of things in our lives. We're like in a job we don't like, a relationship we're not happy in, but we just kind of keep going along, going along. But deep down, we know there's always something, you know, there's something stirring where we're like, okay, this isn't quite sitting right with me. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a good
1: reminder because there's there's no one right way to come out um you know you you know my partner will look at photos of me of, as a kid and it's like oh my gosh you are so gay like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the 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 big pants the backwards hat the tomboy so cute, yeah. and it's like and even even still like like i i came out in university and it was you know you know you You kiss one person and then you're like oh this this feels like this is way better, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, <laughs> and and you know light bulbs go off, and then you know people can be like, "Oh, I knew all along, but there's there's no there's no one way, yeah, and even when you you know you come out or have a girlfriend or a relationship that pulls you out of or even to yourself, like there there are so many junctures in our life where we're coming out and I wonder if you could you could speak to that like the all the ways in which people come out.
0: I did it actually a few different ways with a few different people um because people might find that where it's you just have different you know dynamics with different members of your family or friends and so there were some you know the people I was closest to that I felt the most comfortable with that mm-hmm. I that I guessed would be supportive I came out to in person at first like Good friends of mine, for example, and they were amazing and supportive. And, uh, but I wrote a letter to an aunt. Oh my goodness. And when I dropped her off, we had been at my parents' house and I gave her the note and I just said, This is something I need you to read. See ya. Yeah. But I mean, I, because I, she's religious as mm-hmm. well. And, and I really didn't know, but she was important enough in my life for me to want to tell her. And honestly, I, I wish I'd kept a copy of that letter because I have no idea what I wrote. But I must say, even though she never said anything to me afterwards, she was, she like turned up the loving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a there was an added warmth to her interactions with me that made me feel accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can, and because it it depends on your comfort levels too, like, coming out over the phone or or over text or over email like there's no one right way to do it it's really about your comfort level because and it's not it's not about being brave or cowardly or anything it's truly about what feels safe and comfortable to you right like in some circumstances i didn't feel like for example, if I was coming up to someone in my family who I guessed would be a bad reaction and I'm not super close to, but it's important enough for me to tell them. For example, I have someone who's not quite an aunt, but basically uh, she's religious and not very progressive. And so for me, I didn't want to put myself through her in-person reaction and I didn't feel like I needed to. Yeah. I felt like I'd It was more important to give the space to be like, you deal with your feelings, however bad or negative or whatever they are initially. And then you come to me when we can talk about this in a way that you're not dumping shame or disappointment or any of that stuff onto me because that's not mine. Like I've spent enough time trying to know that that stuff is not mine and it's your feelings that it's okay to take that space to be like, let them sort through that stuff and get through all those big feelings that come about first. Boundaries. Yeah. And then when they're in a place where it can be discussed, then you can have a discussion rather than them like, you know, potentially throwing those things on you and when, when they don't belong to you. Um, you can also test the waters. I tested the waters, although it didn't go as well as I thought. I thought the person I tested the waters with in my family, I thought it would be a little better, but it wasn't and so in fact that gave me more confidence to tell my parents because I was like well actually I feel like they're going to be better about it which uh it turns out they for the most part were that's some more for another episode but um I guess the other thing you have to do though is is prepare yourself for a wide range of reactions totally like I don't know if you want to speak to this at all either in terms of the wide range you've experienced over the years but you know, you can't tell someone with the expectation of a certain of a certain response because you might be deeply disappointed. Mm-hmm. It truly has to be just like information you want to tell them, irregardless of of their response.
1: yeah, I think it's it's been important for me to remember that it's like you tell someone something about yourself. And their reaction often tells you everything about them. But I think it's, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's so many ways to come out. And like, you know, I was 18 when I came out to my family and they were largely very accepting. But there's been different ways that I've had to kind of come out after that, like, you know they they got it when i you know maybe dated you know um you know i've always been a kind of a tomboy and dated more fem presenting folks um i'm you know engaged to my partner dev and we're we're both kind of masculine yeah uh and you know and it's also been like a a journey of gender identity and i think that's actually been more challenging for some of my families to reckon with, to you know, if my hair is shorter, right, or you know, I'm showing up to functions more mas- masculine, presenting in a way that like doesn't jive, mm-hmm. and so there's there's been different ways I've had to kind of come out, and it's it's but it's also been really beautiful because I've I've been able to kind of be more myself, mm-hmm. and that's the best. That's the best thing. Yeah. And like even tap more into my femininity as I've embraced my masculine sides um, and those types of things. But yeah, we're just always coming out.
0: Yeah, always <laughs> coming out. And that's another thing, too, right? It's it's not a one-time thing. It's yeah. over and over again. And I know there's moments when I forget that people in the world don't know I'm queer. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When like you're, hold, like you're holding someone's hand or whatever and mm-hmm. they're just uh, suddenly everyone's staring at you. And you're like, why are they staring? I'm like, oh, right. Because we're queer. Like, it's weird to me that it's weird to other people, you totally. know? Um, and it is an ongoing thing. Different environments are going to require, not not require coming out, actually, um, because you don't have to come out. And that'll be another point we'll get to. But um, it's an ongoing thing. And in fact, there's some people I've, you know, I've never told. But one that I think is kind of funny, and I don't know why I haven't just told her, my acupuncturist. <laughs> I've known her for ages, She, but she knew me first as a straight mom, yep. you know, in a marriage. And I forget she doesn't know until she'll say things that imply like, oh, yeah, it's just three of you or something. And I'm like, oh, right. She's doing the straight math from my old relationship, you know? That's interesting you say that, too. I think there's, you know, the younger
1: generation might even, like, is coming out even relevant anymore what is it about our need to kind of figure out you know people's
0: orientations and all that stuff is it is it still important i mean i think it depends who you're you're asking and like you said there's a generational kind of shift maybe mm-hmm. happening or just general generational differences but for some people it's really important because it is about owning your identity yeah. and you know standing in your identity and maybe even, for example, rejecting, like, the shame someone else might put onto it. Or let, that's, let's let say you're you're uh, a bisexual woman in a relationship with a man. Coming out might be important because it it helps recognize that part of your identity that is invisible because you're in a straight relationship.
1: Well, and let's not forget, like, our, our bi friends, too. Like, yeah. you know, you could be in a straight presenting relationship. And then, you know, I know I have friends who feel like, their queer identity then gets muted and they feel totally. like they need to come out and like, you know, find other ways to embrace their queerness.
0: Yeah, because it's, it, like you said, it does become invisible and that can take a, a toll on people's mental health and feelings of belonging, community, and, um, you know, it's a it's a fundamental part of their identity as well. But on the other hand, there are obvious, you know, consequences too coming out that sometimes might prevent people from doing that Uh, depending on your community or your culture it might literally be an impossibility it might risk your safety you might be facing violence if you're young and queer and in a you know a conservative home maybe that means you become unhoused and that's obviously maybe not worth the risk right like it's to your your you know your bodily safety and your mental health and all sorts of things so so it really depends on your circumstance uh, and the way, you know, the different aspects of your identity and and uh, whether or not it's a safe thing for you to do. There's also some thought on it that coming out is like a straight concept and it's a way of seeking validation or at least some sort of recognition within a within a straight kind of world. So that's one reason that some some people reject even the notion of coming out because it's also a thing where, like, well, straight people don't have to come out. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to come out? Why does this minority group? Because I'm different. So it can it can um, create a sense of othering mm-hmm. by coming out to be like, well, I'll, I'm now identifying myself as different than you in this fundamental way. And I shouldn't have to do that because I'm not the odd. I'm not necessarily the odd one out here. It also depends on your, you know, your workplace your religion, there's all sorts of environments in, uh, within which you might not feel comfortable coming out. Being openly queer
1: yeah. is not always been safe. It's, you know,
0: we think it's getting
1: safer, but that, that hasn't always been the case, and it's, you know, one size
0: does not fit all. Yeah. For example, queer people of color face a greater risk of physical violence, which has obviously, it makes it more difficult to come out outside of queer safe spaces. Obviously, whether or not the violence or the rejection happens in reality, it's still a risk that people, that queer people, are are more than aware of, right? So that can act as enough of a to, of a deterrent to coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you find this, but it's almost like you're constantly doing calculations on whether or not it's safe to come out yeah. to people or in places, right? Like, you're literally kind of watching, observing people, kind of looking for signs, uh, at like, potential attitudes people might have, the literal space you're in. You're kind of doing the math on whether or not it is a safe space to be, to be openly out or not. Yeah, like, qu- queer
1: calculus is ab- yeah, ab- queer absolutely cal- a thing. Like, yeah. you know, we'll go traveling somewhere, and we get off the plane, and it's like... You know, I look at Dev, It's like we holding hands. Like, what's what's the vibe here? Totally. Um, and it's been interesting too, as like even I, I think I was saying a little bit earlier about you know kind of being on um, you know, a journey to more mask presenting, like you know, finding my like feeling more comfortable in community with like they them pronouns and things like that, and like you know, I res- I shaved my head recently, and it's like. Oh, actually, it's like I don't actually have to come out as much. Right. Because before it's like, you know, I was a low, a low pony person for a while. (laughs) And, you know, we could, I could go visit, you know, family down in Florida and people believe what they want to believe. Totally. And so you're always, but doing those kind of math things. And now I'm like, actually, I don't know if I, you know, feel comfortable in those spaces anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, yeah, we're always thinking about that. Or conversely, it might be pride and you want to make damn sure everyone knows you're queer because, totally. you know, yeah. it's the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So the bottom line here, I think, and I don't know if you want to add anything after Lauren, but the bottom line to keep in mind is that your queerness does not rely on whether or not other people know. It's truly a personal choice uh, and one that you can make based on all these many different calculations we've talked about and the many different relationships and environments that a queer person finds themselves in over their lifetime.
1: So we've covered a lot here. Um, for those who may be just coming out or, you know, newly entering the queer community, any, like, what's what's that been like or any, any takeaways you, you, you could share? To get to the like what's it like i personally i'm big fan of being queer (laughs) yeah yeah big fan big fan big fan (laughs) yeah yeah
0: i mean oh god there's so much there it's like be prepared for some big new feelings right big big new scary um also very exciting feelings right like you know, maybe you were in the situation where you were—you've only been with men, and you weren't really that interested in sex. Well, things are going to be different now, right? Things are going to be very different now. Um, and it stirs up all kinds of new, kind of unsettling emotions, and it can—you can maybe even feel out of control a little bit mm-hmm. because of all the, this rush of new feelings right but you'll never feel more alive you'll sometimes never feel more alone Mm. you'll sometimes never feel more joyous and free so be prepared for a wide range of big emotions and I guess also importantly is like don't judge yourself for any of them whether it's guilt or regret or like whatever it is to the negative stuff like yeah don't judge yourself along the way as well it's all it's all perfectly natural and it's all part of the process and it might mean that you end up feeling a little less close to your straight friends mm-hmm. or straight couples that you used to hang out with or something because there is this common understanding that bonds people in the queer community yep and so yeah, lean into that and have fun with it because, and it's okay, if, it's natural if you if you need to take space from other people in your life who just kind of don't get it.
1: You could probably see from this ep- first episode, we are big feelings people. Yes. And so come with your questions. We want to be a place, a soft place for you to land and feel safe and have some fun with it.
0: And if you've read any of my writing, you'll know I'm not afraid of some feelings. So yeah, this is the place to ask because we will we will honor them. So thank you so much for listening to Dear Queer. This is a new podcast and we appreciate your support. And we need more support. So if you like an episode, please share it with someone else. You can find us on Instagram at dear.queer.podcast. You can find our website at dearqueer.ca. And our podcast is available where?
1: Wherever you download podcasts. Dear Queer. This has been another episode of Dear Queer. Just a reminder, we are not actually experts. Any advice given should actually come from our experts who we will bring in from time to time. Music brought to you by Sean Patrick Brennan, produced by myself, Lauren Hogarth, and your host, as always, Elena Papianis.
0: (laughs) I'm getting that.